Hi everyone, you are listening to episode 7 of Kiss Kiss Game Game, uh, the podcast that takes gaming and relationships and makes them one, as you do in relationships. Gross. <laughs> Ew. Uh, as always, I am here with Andrew Cogswell. Hi. The uh, cat is playing with my pants again. No, the cat's actually, I think, playing with my bra. Oh. That's that's what that is. He's got good I don't know taste. how you mixed up your pants and my I bra. Saw, I just saw like <laughs> like you know, it's like a beige bra. And I was just like I thought it was like my my khaki pants. I just saw like the tip of it. <laughs> that makes it sound like I have the world's most giant tits. No, I just, I just saw the tip of it peeking around the corner. Jesus Christ! Anyway, okay. anyway, <laughs> we're not cutting that. We're keeping that because that's how we do it on Kiss Kiss Game Game. Mm-hmm. And we are joined this week with Taylor Latham, who is mm-hmm. what. She got married. Rupal. Oh my god! I can't believe I did that. Idiot. Taylor um, to, Rupal, who's been married for like a fucking year. To be fair, I'm still <laughs> so, Taylor Latham legally. I haven't changed anything yet because I'm immensely lazy. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> That's super funny. Yeah. Good because you're so much lazy and I hate. And I... <laughs> I'm lazy and I hate bureaucracy. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean that makes. I mean that's that makes sense. That's so. funny. <laughs> So you're half right, Jessica. You're yeah. half right. Okay. Well, I'm technically right. <laughs> but okay. So anyway, we are joined with Taylor this week. Um, Taylor is kind of the best. She's my spoopy bestie. So if you if you followed us when we did uh, Subtrendy, you will recognize mm-hmm. Taylor's voice because she was uh, one of the founding members of Subtrendy. And then she moved away and abandoned us. And that was totally all her fault. Yeah, totally. And then, it was yeah, my fault. But she, she, she popped on every once in a while. She did, did yeah. She came back um, and, and did random episodes of different things. Yeah. And uh, when we, we were actually doing, like, the website subtrendy, she was our uh, executive. Our horror correspondent. Horror, yeah, exactly. Yeah, horror correspondent. Um, I did the Netflix so dumpster the diving. Yeah, yes, that, exactly. I forgot about that. That, that was, was good. A good. That was a good little um, segment. Yeah, was column? It, like, bi-weekly. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like, like yeah. whenever. It was when I felt like, yeah, yeah. when I felt like braving that's the world Netflix. That's kind of it was just subtrendy in general. Just like whenever we felt like <laughs> it, especially when we were doing articles, like we were not structured. <laughs> <laughs> it helped a lot when we cut down to just videos. Yeah. But yeah. it's hard, man. Life's hard. Life's hard. Um, But yeah, so, so Taylor's with us this week. I'm really, really excited about this. And I will let her, <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. But that was a bottle cap her. of Canada Dry. Oh, nice. nice. Popping up the ginger ale. <laughs> yeah, you know my insatiable lust for ginger ale. <laughs> that is a strong word for ginger ale. Insatiable. Lust is what I was talking lust. about. I was like, insatiable. <laughs> never quenched. <laughs> uh, anyway. Never sated. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I'll let Taylor introduce herself in just a second. Uh, we're just going to go over what this podcast is and what this podcast is. Yeah. We. We've really got to nail this down. <laughs> it's Formula. Been seven episodes. Uh, okay, so yeah, this podcast, uh, as I said in the beginning, it takes video games, it talks about them critically, and then it talks about the relationships in the video games and relationships in real life. I mean, it takes to talk about relationships critically a little. A little bit. This isn't your place for scores or like in depth reviews. Uh, we'll talk about how much we hate shit. <laughs> we are Andrew saying that to foreshadow how he feels about the game we're going to talk about today. Which this could be the moment that Andrew and I like stop being friends. 
<laughs> I've been, been I've been mentally preparing myself all week. For I this. Have not. I don't know how I'm gonna do that. Like we we're fucking sending out wedding invitations soon. Yeah. But <laughs> Taylor, t- Taylor's gonna be standing up there with me. No, we, we just death, won't. Death we just won't talk each to each other and make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> but um. So yeah, so uh, I'm really excited for this game that we're doing this week. Uh, we are doing Shadow of the Colossus, and um, I guess so. I mean, obviously, so it was just remastered in HD. Yeah. Uh, the version that I've really sunk my teeth into is the HD version because I played it a long, long, long time ago when it first came out, but I don't remember if I actually beat it or not. Like I remember seeing the ending because my uncle had it, and I remember playing it at his house and stuff like that. And so, like, I got the gist of it, but I was younger, and I don't think I actually played through the entire thing myself. But we just replayed the HD version, yeah. Which beautiful game, I think. Like the gra- the graphics. Yeah, I mean, it's gorgeous. a stunning game. Um, but anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But um, I'm excited to talk about this game. Um, Taylor is a huge. If you can hear lover. Bruce, I'm sorry. He's playing with <laughs> oh, his no. rocket raccoon toy. Oh, that's Taylor's cute. Taylor's a huge lover of this game. Um, so uh, I guess now, now I'll let Taylor kind of introduce yourself. So Taylor, Bruce, um, what what are you about? Who are you? Oh, God, I hate these. I'm just so much pressure. Um, <laughs> Share three fun facts about yourself with, your, with the class. <laughs> three fun yourself. facts. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm Taylor. Like I'm a huge horror movie fan, so like everyone should should know that because that's just a thing. Not even just movies, but everything. Um, I've been obsessed with the Puritans since my junior year of high school, and my favorite play is uh, Goethe's Faust, which is actually relevant to this particular topic um, of Shadow and the Colossus. And uh, my, my my master's is in English literature, or my my degree it's it's in literature, so. You're gonna probably get some of that, and I'm sorry for being insufferable because I am, I'm and I recognize that it. about myself. <laughs> so that's funny. Uh, Taylor and I actually we met. Uh, you and I met first, Taylor, and we had English classes together. And Which I don't know how was, we was it creative short writing. Sto- I think sh- no, 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 no. Short- I think no, it was short no, story. Short was the first story. One we had together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that we became such such good friends because our tastes in English are like literature are very different. Almost you're a opposite. Very good st- yeah. Um, <laughs> you're a very good student. I'm not. Uh, you went to class. I you didn't, didn't. But we, but we still somehow talked every time I was in class. It was usually because um, I had something to bitch about because the people in that class were just mouth breathers. <laughs> that's that's very true um shout out to all the mouth breathers out there no don't um so yeah taylor and i became friends and then uh we started subtrendy and that's when jessica and taylor uh met we were friends right a little there. before subtrendy but like a little bit probably a little bit you guys were friends for probably no we were but i'm talking about you two. Oh yeah no yeah yeah no just... taylor and i were friends for a couple of years before subtrendy yeah. started taylor and i were friends for a few months before subtrendy yeah. started i think yeah mm-hmm we so, started hanging out. That sounds about like, right. Oh. Like I, I remember first meeting Taylor, and I was like, "She's kind of intimidating and super pretty." Dude, <laughs> super intimidating, especially when you're in an English class with her. You're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you, I would, I Taylor, would still, take the wheel. I would still describe Taylor as really intimidating and really pretty. <laughs> but I remember thinking that when I met her, and then I was like, "Oh, but she's also like a huge nerd." Perfect. Yeah. I've had a lot of people describe uh, me as intimidating, and I don't really understand why. I think I'm a total softy. I mean, like deep yeah, down I, inside, I feel, but you, yeah. I feel like you have that like 
I could definitely like you got do some crazy shit in, in some like I don't know. I could curse you. I think is what it is. Once again, I apologize to anyone listening if they can hear Bruce just Bruce growling. Room, he wants to play with Rocket so bad, <laughs> and he won't. Room. Yeah, we call it his baby. He it's like every time he gets a stuffy, he destroys it within a few minutes. But he's had this thing for three weeks and it's still intact. He just carries it around. That's kind of adorable. It's crazy. Anyway. Okay. It is. So Bruce is in the bedroom. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, first thing we're going to go over is kind of the critical aspect of it from our perspective, what we like, yes. what we don't like. Uh, then we'll talk about the relationships in the games and eventually relate it to the real world, answer reader, uh, reader answers to this week's question, pick who won the $10 gift card, and then you guys can stop listening because the podcast will be over. Or you can keep listening to the silence. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Just let it linger. What's, so. Who is it? Is it Depeche Mode that did Sound of Silence? I'm going to look like a goon no. here. Simon and no. Garfunkel. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking yep. Enjoy uh, the Silence. Depeche that, Mode, yeah, yeah, Depeche Mode did Depeche Enjoy Mode. the Silence. Okay, I like that one yeah. better. I was about to say, like, different, you know, like, weird opinion, but I think it's a better song, so. Yeah. yeah so. But it's not a weird opinion because we all share it. Yeah. So, thoughts on Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, so, okay, bef- I always want to ask the person who came on the yep. show first what they think about it, because generally, they chose it, it means a lot to them, so I want to hear what they have to say. So, Taylor, why did you choose Shadow of the Colossus for us to talk about today? Um, it's my favorite game, so I guess that's like an obvious answer, because really the only other contender for my favorite game is Darkest Dungeon, which I'm currently on breakup with, because they nerfed everything. But, um... Ooh. I guess probably like it's been my favorite game for like the longest time of like anything. It's at the point where like, and, and this, you know, coming from me, this means a lot because I'm a literature person. Shadow of the Colossus means as much to me as any of my favorite books do, which like, I guess for a video game person doesn't necessarily like sound that, I don't know. I mean, I think... Or, that, like, for a non-book person... It, though. I'm... Yeah, like, for a non-book person, maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense, but for someone who is deeply a book person, if something that is not a book means as much to me as a book does, it means a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's anything, like, as long... It's transcends... It's transcendent media. And yeah, it transcends... Like it's, it's, it, that's, I think, why I like it a lot, is because, like... It's kind of the classic example of, like, when you're trying to prove that video games are art, you throw out Shadow of the Colossus, and oh, you won. you stole that quote from me. I was totally going to pull it out during oh, this podcast. weird, because I always think about <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry when I think of art as a video Really? Games. Really? That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. No, I, I mean, I know is, you're uh, fucking I with get it. me. Okay, um, good. But the listeners, and, uh, do they a, a, know? a lot of the reasons... <laughs> Do they? Who knows? Um, a lot of the reasons I, I like Shadow of the Colossus so much are actually literary reasons. Um, I, I mentioned that Goethe's Faust is my favorite play and that that was relevant. And it is because I really, and it, it ties in with our, our question for the day, which I don't know if I'm allowed to spoil or not, but I really yeah, like it. that idea of like, what is it that you will sell your soul to, which is kind of a spoiler for the game or like, what will you sell your soul for? And in Faust, it's this transcendental knowledge. And in Shadow of the Colossus, it is not that. It's it's love. And I really like that thematically as a thing. And that's 
been like an enduring theme that I like is what will you sell your soul for? And I like it even better if the thing you'll sell your soul for is love. Which sounds really mm-hmm. cheesy, but so, I know, yeah, you've always been really big on like the soul seller tradition. Is yeah, you, like, that was a, a class I took. Yeah, uh, actually, so, in grad school was on soul selling literature and or soul sellers in American lit. It was awesome. Yeah, and, and I remember reading um, the short story you wrote for that class, and it was incredible. Now, I, I, I'm starting this really early, but and we might want to save this for later. But I've got a bone to pick with that, um, and that's. Is Wanderer really selling his soul for love when he doesn't realize what he's doing? Um, Are you asking Taylor? I'm asking in general because it's one thing to knowingly do it, but I feel like he had no idea what was happening. I think – And so is it still noble? It's it's hard to say because I think – In my I think whether opinion. you do it or not, like when it's so obvious is that's what ha- is happening in the game, whether the character knows or not, it still makes the the player think about, well, would I do this for someone I love, even if I knew that it was the wrong thing? So I think it's more about the question that it raises in the player so much than it is the actual like storyline of the game itself. Because I tend to look at Shadow of the Colossus not really on a story level, because there's like plot. Or character, because there's not really a ton there. But, like, on a theme level, and a, like, what does this make me think about for myself level, I guess, is where I kind of come at that theme, rather than from the actual, like, point-by-point events in the game, if that makes any sense. No, I think that makes complete sense, because that's the exact opposite of how I look at it. Um, When I play through games, I'm not looking for thematics or... uh, Oh, I can't turn it off. It's impossible. That that, that part of the English major... It, it never well, goes I mean, away I think for I, me. I, I, and that's and that's another part of you and I being polar opposites when it comes to the English like literature and language. Is I think you were even in the class with me when I said I think themes are stupid and um oh, like and stuff like Great Gatsby, the eyes of and bullshit and like the different colors that everybody like metaphor like yeah me- yeah yeah I yeah. think that's all bullshit and um that's my bread and I had butter. T- I get I think off I, on that kind of stuff. Well. I think you were in the class with me when, like, the t- I told the teacher that, and he was like, well, do you understand them? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've ha-. he's like, can you write about them? I'm like, yeah, I went through high school. Like, this isn't anything groundbreaking. You'd be surprised. You would no, be but, surprised. But, like, I'm a fucking English I tried major to in teach college. Of course school. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, like, like to, for me, like, I think, I think that's why you and Put I, back. like, have such strong opinions on this game. Yeah. Is because we look at it very differently. We're looking at it I lo- at completely different ways. Yeah. Like, I'm looking for the story beats. Like, earlier, like, or yesterday, Jessica and I were talking, and uh, I hadn't started the game yesterday, and she's like, oh, I'm like three Colossi in. We can just kind of play it together and tag team it. And I was like, that's fine. There's really no plot anyway. And she's no, like, really not much yeah, there plot. is. I, I mean, was there like, is, is there, though? There's like, not. there's no story beats. There's a beginning and an end. See, I don't mind and i think i i'm i'm so in between with you and taylor because i totally get it both ways and I, but i feel like 90 percent of the time i do side more with taylor like t- to me it's not so much like I think just in general 90 percent of the time she says well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean the wedding this year is really for taylor and i i yeah. just haven't told her yet yeah your life i mean <laughs> i haven't yeah exactly I mean, never mind that I'm tragically heterosexual, but, you know. 
tragically heterosexual. That's great. <laughs> but uh, no, I just like I for me, I think that I tend to put greater importance on themes than because I, I don't know. I feel like that's an oh I'm like all over the place, but I'm trying to say like I think Taylor and I just had a conversation about this. Actually, it's like a lot of times uh, fantasy books are about the journey, whereas science fiction books are about the theme. And I think that's why I tend to like science fiction a little bit more when I read it, whereas fantasy is a lot more about the characters and the plot points and stuff like that. Um, when science fi- science fiction, science faction, <laughs> science See, fiction that's is a lot more like, about... Weirdly, I like fantasy better in terms of like your geek genres, but really what I mm-hmm. like is like capital L literature, which is about the themes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, we were talking about, but I tend to like that more because I like it. I like science fictions when they're short stories. And like the big thing is it makes you think about a big question. And like it makes you look inside yourself and think about how you view the world, how you view people, how you view yourself. And um, and so like that and a lot of the games that I like to play are kind of like that, too. And a lot of classical, you know, like capital L literature, as Taylor just said, because I like a lot of classics, too, um, are very much about that as well. And I don't know, I, I like flowery bullshit. So for me, like, I kind of, I could read, like, 100 pages of prosy bullshit if there was, like, this, like, theme above it, and you never heard one of the names of one of the characters. Like, No, I f- fucking hate that shit. <laughs> yeah, so oh, you should, like, like never read any hate. short story I write, because I just don't do character <laughs> names half of the time. It doesn't you know what matter. My solution, you know what my solution to that is, Taylor? I don't read any what? short stories, because I tend to not like them. I don't like oh. short-form stuff. I love short stories. I know that's your fucking. I know. Like, I don't (laughs) know. Yeah, short stories and poetry are my fucking genre. (laughs) No, like, mine's like, fucking give me a novel, build me some lore, like, bring it the fuck on. Like, no, and I feel like that's not going to be uncommon, though, with, like, the people who listen to us. Like, a lot of of people, like. No, I'm the contrary in here, I'm sure. (laughs) Shocking. No, I, like, I mean, because uh, if you think about it, like a lot of the things that people who are listening to us um, like, which I love too, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying like comic books, um, like more actiony type based movies, yeah. um, you know, things like that. And I'm not saying that they don't love other things too. I'm, I'm not trying to like imply what people who listen to us like, but I just know like we kind of do a geek media thing, yeah. and like you, you know, there's a demographic. I, there there no. is, yeah, and so I, it's like totally. I think Andrew's in the majority. Yeah. Um, most people like plots and characters. Well, I mean, <laughs> do I wish I liked more artsy-fartsy shit? Yeah, I do. But I just don't find it entertaining. I just yeah. can't. And I think that's my biggest problem with Shadow of the Colossus is it, it's, it feels like a circle jerk to me. Gosh, and like, really? And I, I, like I, I mean that in like the nicest way. Like, it's a good... It's it's a I like the guy I like the concept behind it I like the idea behind it I think it's a pretty game especially with the HD remaster but like overall I feel like it's just. Do you feel like it's pretentious when you say circle? Yeah, jerk? a little bit. See, because I don't feel like it's a pretentious game at all, really. But I don't know. I also I, have a really I like low. Very... I have a really low threshold for what I think is pretentious. I so also have no, like I have no sense of what is pretentious because <laughs> I like pretentious shit. So it has to be like <laughs> off the charts pretentious before I care. It's like modern yeah. art, like you know. Like, this red dot in a black canvas means life. Like, that it has to be next-level pretentious before I'm like, nah, screw that. <laughs> no, to me, like, Shadow of the Colossus, I feel... It, it still feels earnest to me. Like, especially with, like, Taylor mentioning earlier how, like, what is being sold 
uh, well, his soul is being sold, but what what it's being sold for is love. You know what I mean? Like it feels like kind of almost a personal story. So it, like the people who made the game really kind of thought about this and poured their hearts into it and wanted to make people feel. But at the same time, they made uh, like to <laughs> me, it makes they seem it seems like they made it abstract for the sake of it being abstract. But I don't think it's abstract at all, really. Like you don't have to do any sort of research to understand playing through the game what it means. I, I mean, think the thing you... about Shadow of the Colossus to me is that it's primarily like the emotional reaction to it. It's not mm-hmm. really, you know, it's not a game you have to go and make a million theories about how this, that, or the other happened because none of that really matters. What matters is the feelings that you have while you're playing the game and the things that you're thinking about while you're playing the game. And like what I like about it is it's so pared down to the absolute like essential there's no extra bullshit. There's no side quests. Mm-hmm. There's no like little little piddly mini boss type guys. There's no little little shitter enemies. There's nothing. There's just you, uh, your horse, some bosses, a dead chick, and a demon. So it's great. I like that too. I do. I do. I I think that's a really smart design choice. But at the same time, and this is where I want to talk about gameplay here for at least a little bit. If that's all your game's going to be, your gameplay better be fucking good. And Shadow of the Colossus gameplay is not good. The controls are garbage, even with the HD remake, where it makes the game, for at least for me, not fun. Can I throw in one little side point that I need to throw in? Because we it, like it would have been more appropriate like a minute and a half ago, but I got to throw it in now. What? How the fuck are you excited for Death Stranding? Because And how do you like Hideo Kojima? Because he has <laughs> fucking story points. But, like, I look at that trailer, and I'm just like, what is going on? Like, that, to me, looks like something that you would need to read, like, fucking, I don't even know. Like, like Give me the fucking lore. We already <laughs> talked about that. Okay, I don't know. Presumably, me, there's like, lore attached to Death Stranding. It's not, like, it's out there, but I'm, it's not necessarily, like, abstract. Like, I'm it the looks sa- pretty abstract to me right now. Well, I don't right know. now, it's yeah, like, because, because he's fucking teasing, fucking with people. That's what yeah. he does. I mean, you're also talking to the guy who had a small notebook dedicated to Metal Gear Solid notes. <laughs> like, I fucking drew charts. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Just to me, it's like, especially like looking at the Death Stranding trailer, it feels very abstract. It's like, I don't know. It's like but, some Bjork see, type See, the thing shit. is, I don't think Shadow... Oh, it is very Bjorky, and I love that. I don't think Shadow of the Colossus is abstract at all. It's basically a fairy tale. No, I don't think so either. Okay. Which it, Real quick. But I'll, I'm just saying, because you said you didn't like the abstract, yeah, Andrew. No, that's, I, what, that's all I was getting at. But I don't think Shadow of the Colossus is abstract. I agree with Taylor. I think it's very simple. I want to hit on the Death Stranding thing really quick. I want to go back to gameplay really quick. <laughs> okay, because yes. I think the gameplay is no, a huge, huge component of this. We definitely do. I just wanted to throw that in there. The so. Death Stranding thing, it's, it's, it's being weird right now for the sake of being weird. But Kojima can tell a story. Is it always a good story? No. Is it weird and goofy? Yes. But I think sci-fi, and we talked about this earlier, sci-fi, it's much easier to... They beat you over the head with the question. They and can. I, I mean, but, if you're Black Mirror. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, like, even, like, even shit like um, Bioshock is sci-fi. Yeah. Um, like, the, the, the question is apparent. Whereas fantasy like this, it's usually more abstract. I don't, I don't like that. I want... I don't... Anyway... That's uh, a whole different. So you want thing. the question to be like explicit instead of implicit? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but you said it, not me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to gameplay, like spoilers. If you if you guys haven't figured out yet, there's gonna be spoilers in this. When Jessica told me Agro died in this game because I didn't know that last night. Uh, he. Okay, he falls off a cliff and gets really hurt yeah. and comes back apparently. Yes. 
I, I found that out today. End. I think Agro's when she a girl. told me that. Anyway, anyway. When, it, when she told me that, I looked at her and I said, "Good," because that horse is a piece of shit. He drives like a goddamn boat. He's bad. The controls for it are terrible. You can't fucking tell Wander where, what to do because he's just like loosey goosey all the time. I just feel like Taylor is over there on the other side of this, just like that Arthur meme, like just the hand gripped on. <laughs> Actually, I'm scrolling through my phone right now and listening to you guys. <laughs> At least she's honest. But no, I mean, like, like holy shit! Like the controls are so fucking bad that the game is not fun to play. I think that's I a personal problem because I never had any issue with the controls, really. I I mean, they're can, not, like, like super smooth, but, like, I never had any trouble with it, but, really. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if the game is going to be stripped down to just these boss fights and you're trying to make them feel cinematic, your gameplay should be smooth as fucking butter. Because that's all your game is. Like, why is your game... Why, why are your controls not silky smooth? I mean, I understand PS2. Like, I played on the PS2 as well. I played the HD remake. I played both. The PS2... Controls were garbage. HD re or the like even for a PS2 game. Played it on the HD remake. Controls still not that great. Still really bad. I get trying to keep the authenticity of the original controls, but holy shit! If this is going to be your game, make it good. To be Do honest, you switch okay, the controls like, to the the more because I know the original one has like X for whatever and like triangle for jump, and it's not very intuitive. Do you play with the original controller scheme, or do you modify it? Because I modified mine, and that made it a lot easier. We're I, play- we played with the modified version. Yeah, we played with the, the new okay. the updated control scheme. But, like, trying to get aggro to go, I'd press triangle, and I would he'd be running, he'd be running, I would stop pressing triangle, and he wouldn't stop. He would That's just... not how you stop. You have to pull back on the controller. Why? Because... That's, it's like because, pulling back on the reins of a horse. It's like pulling back on the reins of a horse. But <sighs> because so all you do, okay. You, so why okay, is pushing forward not on. go? Why is triangle because go? Because I'm about to explain this to you. You think in terms of if I push forward, like the horse should go forward because now I'm controlling the horse. You never control the horse. You control the rider, and the all the rider the can do is hit triangle to tell him to go, and you can pull back or pull for, or pull to the sides. Yeah, You're it's like it's it's actually horse. Yeah, it is actually like controlling the reins of the horse, not the horse itself. Yeah. So I mean when you get into a car in a video game, you're like, Oh, okay, I'm the car now and I can control. You are not the horse, you are still the person on the horse and like that's how you control. I <laughs> Andrew get, looks pissed. I get that, but it's a bad design choice. I don't think it's a bad design choice. I think that sometimes like I actually really like it, to be honest. I like um, it too. I think that sometimes, like the horse is a the camera like... is the only thing I have complaints about that are like not just occasional, but I, th- I think the camera can get touchy and weird. But it was never so bad that it detracted from my enjoyment. So, mm-hmm. especially when you're on, like that's a good point. Especially when you're on col- the Colossi, it can get really tight zoomed in and like feel very claustrophobic and i feel like i don't really know where i'm going when i'm when i'm supposed to be trying to climb on these giant beasts and that's one thing that like if they could i mean obviously the game was just remade it's not like they're remaking they're it they're not going to remake it again but, anytime or hopefully not they don't need to yeah you'll get on the you'll get it like on the playstation 5 i'm sure <laughs> but something oh i'm sure i will i've had about... it for the 2 i've had it for the 3 and i've had it for the 4 so <laughs> if they put it out on the ps5 i'll have it again <laughs> 
No, but when I think about um, a game that really um, kind of used scale in a great way recently, I would say Nier is uh, did a really, really good job of that. Yeah. Like when you're fighting big, giant monsters, like, you know, robots, I guess, more so, um, or androids, whatever you want to call them. Let like, the record actually- show, I said something positive about Nier. Yes, I agree. <laughs> You know, I'll have to do that another time. Nier would be a fun one to do, too. I need to completely finish it, but yeah. Um, but I think that it, it handles scale very, very well, yeah. and it zooms out and makes everything that you're doing seem a lot grander. I mean, you can still control pretty well because you can see yourself and stuff like that. It's, it's you know, it works. Um, whereas with Shadow of the Colossus, it zooms in a little too tight, mm. uh, and I, I do agree with that. Like, if you – like, because that I feel like that's part of it is you want to feel overwhelmed by the Colossi, and you're yep. supposed to. It's supposed to, like, kind of – give you that like i don't want to say dread because not really dread but like, it's dread off. it's dread yeah. a little bit it's a little it's, bit of dread yeah, it's yeah, a little it's, bit off. no it's definitely yeah it's, a, it's definitely a little bit of dread it's trying to get that and like it it would be better if they thought about the camera a little bit more yeah and i think that they were thinking about the camera when you're on the horse like i like the way that the camera goes to the side because it almost looks like it almost hits the rule of thirds type thing like where the horse is on the camera and it makes it kind of cinematic looking but, like, there are times whenever you lift your sword into the light to kind of see, like, where you're supposed to be going, sometimes the camera goes, shoots way down. Um, and, and stuff like that's kind of annoying. I had the exact opposite. My, like, I even, when I started playing last night when I was playing with you, when I pulled it up the sword, up. it went straight to the sky. I'm like, why the fuck? I was like, is the. Well, that's mo- what I'm saying. It goes, the camera goes down. So, like, yeah. it, like meaning it looks up. Yeah. So, I even asked him, like, is the colossi in the sky? You're like, no. I was like, well, then why the fuck is it aiming me up? Yeah, no, it does do that sometimes. I, for me personally, and I think that even like watching you versus me like beat the Colossi, mm-hmm. I'm much better at the game than you. And I'm like, not no offense, no, I, I love you. You're better no, than a lot of other on, games. That hold I on, actually, I looked at our time trials for the Colossi. Yeah. that we fought. I have the fastest beat. Well, you probably had an easier one then. <laughs> because there were times when I had to go in and I had to like. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying it's a Just competition. Saying beat one in two but, minutes, so. Okay, well, anyways, I, okay, but you are, I never got any of the no, tips. No, no, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so I didn't I'm just know that tips shit. popped up until I saw you fight. Yeah, because I'm really bad at the game. <laughs> exactly. So for me, the controls were never too big of an issue. Um, they're I not, think that I'm not going to say that they're like flawless or make the whole like excuse that a lot of people make. We're like, oh, it's supposed to be, you know, not super great because it, you know, mimics how you would feel. I'm like, no, that's like the, my character is an unreliable narrator, therefore, you know, if you don't like them, uh, that's, that's a you problem. It's, you know, they're unreliable, which I'm totally not calling out any particular book series that gets that excuse made for it a lot at all. Not even a little bit. Bonus points to anyone who can possibly guess what I'm talking about. But anyway, that's a major digression. Uh, That aside, I don't like that. Name of the Wind? Yeah, it's Name of the Wind. Which will probably piss some people <laughs> off, but I don't care. That's that's the that's the hill I'm gonna die on. I love Shadow of the Colossus, and I hate Name of the Wind. <laughs> I'd probably love Name of the Wind. I don't no, know. My God, I don't you know wouldn't. What it is. No, you really wouldn't. Like, oh it's really? Just bad. I, I have no idea what it is. It's bad. Okay, I've never heard of it. <laughs> I said that. I feel like that would be like the final blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have friends who like it, and. I'm not going to say my opinion of them has diminished because it hasn't because I love my friends, but, but it I has. question their tastes. <laughs> I question their tastes. Just next time they ask you to see a movie, you think a little bit more carefully. I think a little bit yeah. harder. No, it's usually like next time they ask me to watch an anime, I'm like, 
Ooh. Let's not. I'm tired. Let's go home. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that your point with controls has a little bit of validity, Andrew. They're different. They're like they're, but I I don't think they're bad. I think they're different, and I but I could see why people wouldn't like them. They're not like I said. Like, <clears throat> I I I like the idea behind the movement, except for with the fucking horse. Fuck that. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> I think it's cool. I like I like, the, I like the climbing aspect. I just why is it not tighter? Like, there's no good reason. It's like what Taylor was saying earlier. Like, oh, my character's an unreliable narrator, so you don't like it. It's like, but, like, why are the Yeah, no, like I'm not going to deny that the the t- controls could be better. I'm just going to say that for me personally, they weren't bad enough that it was yeah. an issue. Yeah. So, no, like, I, I, could I, they I have been that. tighter? It's... Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and th- I think that's my but, biggest uh... problem is, like, why aren't they? Why? <laughs> It's all that's in the game. It's like it's a very like, when just you break to it down, piss it's a you very off. Simple game. Just to piss you off. Yeah, exactly. Andrew. I know. I know. Specifically, anyway. uh, they're, they're just like fuck this guy specifically. <laughs> Who won't play this game until like ten years after it comes out? Fuck him. <laughs> so I didn't play Shadow of the Colossus for the first time until college. Oh really? Yeah, I remember Nate Cruz in high school was like, "Dude, you need to play it. It's so cool. It's like sixteen boss fights back to back." I'm like, that's neat. And completely forgot about it. And then, yeah, Lindsay had it in college. She's like, you oh, need yeah, to play this. Yeah. It's great. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard great things. Let's do it. I put it in. I beat the first three Colossi. I'm like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> and I never played it again until yesterday. <laughs> that's funny. But my, okay, it's not as bad as I remember it. And maybe that's, that's just good. the HD version. Yeah. So, that's to imp- be fair. entirely but possible. It is I a little tighter on the it's... HD version, I think. It is. I. I, I was I, actually, I, I will, not... on record, I was actually a little disappointed they didn't tighten the controls up just a little bit more. Because I think they could have. Right? And mm. I was a little disappointed by that. But. Right? Eh, so. It's one of those games my... I just feel like it's more than the sum of its parts. So, like, I can't look too critically at the controls because. I was still able to enjoy the game and play the game and get out of the game what I think is the actually important part of the game, which isn't really yeah. the gameplay. It's not a game that's really about gameplay. Yeah. No, which, and like, I get that. And as somebody who up, comes... But... No, and I get that. As somebody who comes from a perspective of, like, gameplay should be one of your best things in the game, if not the best thing in your game. Like, it, I, and like I'm, I'm not here to shit on this game at all. I completely understand that this game is not for me. This was not made for people like andrew cogsball <laughs> for the, pe- the greatest people in the world that's just like it's not for those kind of people it's made for we goblins yeah it's made for the peasants i get that okay that's fine i don't like puzzly games which is in a way this is a puzzle game in some aspects yeah, like, yeah, how, some yeah, cleverness yeah, yeah and i don't i that's not me i don't want to fucking think that hard when i'm playing video games i if i want to think that hard go do my fucking taxes um, it's, it's the difference between looking at like well anything really i'm gonna say video games here but really any sort of medium but it's looking at things for escapism versus art yeah and i think that taylor, I lean on taylor the es- has a brain that constantly looks for art yeah you constantly look for escapism mm-hmm. i think that i'm kind of in the middle yeah <laughs> no, I, and I so like I like I said, I'm not here to shit on this game. Like I think it's a fine, it's a fine game. I think it falls short in some parts, but I respect what it was trying to do, and I like the concept behind it. I just don't think it did it well. So like I, I don't want to give the impression that like this is the worst thing that I've ever played. Um, so 
Just what is the worst thing you've ever like, played? Just out like, of idle curiosity. Like out of like jumping out of my head right now, Final Fantasy Fifteen. That game is absolutely fucking garbage. It's broken on so many that levels. Is a hot take. The plot does that not is a exist. Noct- Noctis is a little fucking bitch who deserved <laughs> to have his kingdom taken from him and his kingdom burned to the ground and go in fucking confinement for ten years and come out some grizzled dick for some reason. Okay, that makes no fucking sense. Who's this fucking bad guy? Oh, I don't know. He just popped up at a, at a harbor one day. <laughs> Pretended to be your friend, and then he's the bad guy. And apparently, he's your relative or some shit. Who fucking cares? Oh, here, here's this ring. Spend an entire chapter where you can only shoot fireballs out of it, but it recharges slow as shit. Have fun dying a lot. Fuck that game. <laughs> so, Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, like I know we're like almost forty minutes in, but like full disclosure, like I think it's a fine enough game. It just I know I understand it's not for me. I just picture like an IGN rating like Andrew Cogswell, Shadow of the Colossus, fine enough game. <laughs> <laughs> five out of five out of ten. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. Um Yeah, I mean I, I, I that's that's as much as I have to talk about critically. So if you guys have more, I'll just drink this wine and you guys let you guys talk. But I feel like Taylor would have some valuable input in the literature department as far as like this game goes i don't know are there any like connections you want to make taylor or, or things you want to talk about in that regard you know honestly the thing that i like about it is it isn't too reliant on specific like calls to specific works of literature it's very archetypal it's like getting kind of jungian up in there it's like a fairy tale more than anything else it doesn't like the characters barely have names. Like, they have names, but, like, the names don't matter. It's it's not like Steve or Janet or something. It's, like, the main character is it the is Wanderer. Now. It's now. Yes, now. Now the Wanderer is Steve, and the girl is Janet. <laughs> I know her name's technically Mono or something like that, but, like, they never really yep. tell you. It doesn't matter. Names don't matter. The place, it, it doesn't matter. So it's very much existing in... And like thriving on fairy tale logic and fairy tale story conventions, um, it might as well be the knight and the princess, um, which is kind of why I'm really drawn to it because you can kind of put a little bit of your own impressions on the characters because there's really not a ton, like especially the girl, like you don't even you don't actually ever technically know what her relationship is to the main character. She could be his friend, she could be his girlfriend, she could be his sister, she could be some random village girl he felt bad for. You really don't know, which I think is it's kind of fun cuz you can you can put that character in whatever relationship to the protagonist as is most satisfying for you. If you like the idea of an undying platonic love, it can be his friend. If you want it to be super, super romantic, it can be his girlfriend. If you want it to be familial love, it can be his sister. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the story really either way. It's just like an inkblot test. What kind of love would you go for? Like go through all that for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It is very, and I'm glad that you brought, you brought up like Carl Jung and, and like the archetypes because like it definitely falls into that, I think. Which I think I really should have paid more attention in college. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, a lot of the Jungian stuff I I did, I learned on myself because I'm interested in that kind of thing. I didn't learn it 
in college. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I, I thought you were gonna say because I'm interesting. I'm just like Jesus. No, Christ. I'm interested. I'm interesting, <laughs> and you're um, fucking not. <laughs> uh, we 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 talked more about Freud in college, which was always a little bit frustrating to me because Freud's full of shit. He's, yeah, he's a hack. <laughs> yeah, like so much of what is so much of. Freudian psychoanalysis is completely debunked at this point. And that was always one of my pet peeves that psychoanalytic literary criticism leans so heavily on Freud still, even though in actual psychology, a lot of what he had to say, people are like, yeah, like actual psychologists are like, no, this is total BS. He was totally off There's... the mark. Yeah, no, and he, he justified a lot of like fucked up shit. Like in weird, like there was there was a post actually on Twitter. It's weird this is being brought up like a couple days ago, and it was um, talking about how he used to say that part of the reason why young women, uh, or maybe maybe it wasn't on Twitter. It might have just been one of my friends posted it. Like, um, but they were saying that uh, he said that so many young women who were quite obviously sexually assaulted by family members. Um, you know, they, they say that they are is because they dream about it because, um, like there's like that fetish between like a daughter and her father or something like that. And oh, basically well, he was just complex. trying. Exactly. Yeah. And he was, he was basically just like saying, Oh, well there's so many young women who are claiming this, that it obviously there's no truth to it. And it's just a complex. So video games. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, but that's, that's the type of like thought he yeah. had on things. So, um, so that's yes, my hot take. Games. Carl Jung greater than Sigmund Freud. Especially the if you're talking about literature, because one is actually more yeah. relevant to literature, and that's Carl Jung, but that's, you know, just my opinion. I agree with you. Um, I definitely do. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We can, we can move on to the yeah. relationships. I mean, we kind of already have. I feel yeah. like we've talked about it quite a, quite a bit. Um, so, um, let me kill time. Go. Oh, killing time? Okay. How's it going, Taylor? <laughs> oh, it's it's going pretty great, actually. Yeah, I just for all that I'm talking about literature and things, my I, I started my new job and I'm an optician, so I do nothing with literature. But <laughs> all right, it's kind of go. nice oh, okay. to not oh, okay. have to, you know, not have to hey, do the thing like you're passionate a... about for money. I was about to say, I mean, you work like a nine to five job doing that, and like you still enjoy doing it. You know what I mean? It, oh, but yeah. it gives you the time and freedom to pursue the the other things that you love, like literature, as a hobby, which I think is nice. It's very nice. Okay. okay. So for this week's for this week's <laughs> question, uh, we asked the audience, "What is morally the worst thing you've ever done for love?" Um, mm. So if you haven't figured out already how this ties into Shadow of the Colossus, you're a bad listener. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, Wanderer obviously. Um, to recap for you bad listeners, Wanderer obviously uh, has a woman that he is looking to revive, so he goes and kills these 16 colossi and to bring her he back. He goes, he meets um, a demon. Well, yeah. Uh, Dorman? Yeah, it's Dorman. Dorman. Uh, he meets Dorman, who uh, the pieces of the demon are in the 16 colossi. He, he doesn't know that, though. Yeah, he doesn't know that. Wanderer doesn't. Um, he's basically tricked into doing his bidding. Um, he's like, okay, you go, you kill these 16 Colossi and I can definitely bring her back since you have this ancient sword that will let you kill them. And, uh, it's kind of implied that other people have maybe tried it as before, but he, like the demon took no notice of them because they didn't have the sword that could actually do it. But since this guy does, he's like, okay, we're going to do this. And he, uh, gets them to do his bidding and 
he, you know, sends him off. And the more that you kill the Colossi, or I guess the, the more Colossi you kill, uh, the more you start to see your character become pale. He starts to grow horns uh, until inevitably uh, Dormir, or not Dormir, Dormir is sleep in Spanish. <laughs> Dormin um, basically Which actually takes I think they did that on purpose. I, I think so too. And like that's one thing. I guess it's, yeah. it's like a Latin root type word, like the yeah. for sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's like a dormant type spirit. Yeah. It's but, a cool um, sounding name too. So, you know. It is. <laughs> but, um, so, in, until the demon takes hold of you, um, and by this point, you, the people from your town are coming to get you. They're trying to, to make it to where this, the, you know, demon doesn't escape because they recognize, like, oh, you know, this, this is happening. We need to stop it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's too late. And you kind of get the sense when you kill the Colossi that it's ethically wrong. Um, you know, they, they're very animal-like. They're very passive until you actually start to to attack them um i cry you know, at them, some it, point it, it, every time i play because i feel so bad it's the fourth colossus the the one that looks kind of like a horse every time yeah. that's the point where i'm just yeah. like no this is wrong yeah no, i don't know it, why it's, the, it's that it's, one but that's the one that always gets me to i'm like i'm doing the wrong thing right now because you're the you're a horse girl <laughs> that's true i am a horse girl <laughs> or i would have been if i had ever been rich Imagine me rich. Imagine how insufferable and snobby I am right now. But imagine oh, that I was born Jesus. into a really, really rich, rich family. Oh, man. Oh, good God. You you would almost kind of be more of a... Oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? A caricature than an actual human, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, um... Anyway. Yeah, so, it's a good so, thing um, that I was born solidly solidly middle class <laughs> like i said shout out the classes game for peasants in the middle class in the middle class <laughs> um, but you kind of get i think that the music does it i think that the the way that the class i kind of reacts to your blows and like it it takes a lot like i mean you're swinging on them and you have to like raise your sword and like dig it in there and like it, it makes you feel the weight of killing them i feel so i mean you get the sense that it's morally kind of wrong as it progresses like something's not and even after you kill them like these black demon things kind of enter your body like these well, shadows. Dormant soul well I, that's what i'm saying yeah. but it's it's like that kind of enters your body like you don't know what it is at first yeah. but then you find out i but didn't know what it was <laughs> at you, all the whole game <laughs> you um get the feeling that what you're doing is wrong. So that's why we brought the question. So what's morally the worst thing that you've ever done for love is um, what we're talking about today. I really liked when I shared that, uh, shared your guys' posts on Facebook and my friend, my friend Liz, who's great responded with a gif of Jamie Lannister pushing Bran out the window. (laughs) Oh my God. I lost it. I saw that. I think I was like maybe at work or something. I don't know, but I checked it on my phone and I saw that and I like actually lost it for a second. It was so fucking good. This is why you need to meet Liz. She's great. It was like right after you posted it too. It was just like quick fire. Like Yeah, she was on top of it. Yeah, it was so funny too. But anyway, Um, really good response. Yeah. Great response. I actually I don't think I have one for this. I've been trying to think about it for a while and I don't think I have a good one. You're just a goody two shoes. I am. I'm just a I'm just one of them good boys. Just one of them (laughs) good boys. You had some stories back in the day. Yeah, but I don't think any of them are relevant to this. I don't think so. To be completely frank. Um and that's not me trying to hide anything. I just don't think they're relevant. (laughs) Um yeah, so for once, I have nothing to say. 
Is it the first Haley, time in your you entire life? Yeah, don't <laughs> get used to it. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, you know, I, I I like to think that I'm at least where where, where matters of the heart are concerned, uh, fairly upstanding. Um, gosh, what is the worst thing I've ever done for love? You know, I can think of one thing that I've maybe done. It wasn't romantic love or anything like that. Um, it doesn't gosh, have to be because, like, be honest, with if yeah. we're going to go with Shadow of the Colossus, it doesn't have to be because Shadow of the Colossus never even makes it explicit. It's romantic love. You can exactly ink blot whatever you want commented, on it. Yeah, exactly. And somebody even commented too, like, does it have to be romantic? And I said, no, it can be. It can be whatever. So I guess like something that I do, and I don't tend to to do it like with Andrew or anything like that but I will like I don't want to say lie to to save people's feelings but I have and I think the biggest one that I've ever done and it's probably maybe morally wrong and I don't know if she ever found out anyway or like I, I have no idea what happened there um but I had a really really good friend and I was really really good friends with her boyfriend too um, and he tried, to, uh, he succeeded in kissing me, uh, when he was drunk. Um, we talked about it and he wasn't super duper happy. Um, just, just kind of a whole mess of things. And like, I think there was a little bit of like, he liked me a little bit in there. Um, and basically I was just like, here's the deal. I really like you as a friend. I really like her. I don't want to fuck this up for either of you. I don't really want to be involved in this. I didn't want that. <laughs> Just, you know, a whole bunch of different things. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything, but I really think you should. And that's kind of where I left it. And I don't know. It's hard because I don't know if that was the right thing to do. I think a lot of people would be like, no, you should tell your friend immediately. And like, I thought about it and like I, I don't know and I ended up not because like I'm still friends actually with the, the guy I ended up not being friends with the the girl in the relationship for different reasons later um I have no idea if she ever found out <laughs> they broke up um for different reasons I think she actually cheated on him <laughs> is is what ended up happening um so there was just lots of problems in there anyway it, it was just kind of a mess but it was one of those things to where I didn't really know how to handle it so I handled it by not being involved and saying I didn't want it I don't want to be a part of this I think you should step up but I don't know so I guess like it's not really love as much as it was you know I, I did like I said I liked each of them individually um as a couple I wasn't a huge fan of them <laughs> but um yeah you know I just think that they, they didn't work out and obviously they didn't work out you know they had they each had a lot of issues individually um neither one of them really bad people it's just you know life but that's Life. probably my only real story. <clears throat> I don't know that I have, like, a story story, but I guess, like, I feel like my nastiest things I'll do for love tendencies tend to come up more with people I'm friends with, like, really good friends with, mm -hmm. and with, like, my romantic relationships. Um, and that's... Uh, I have a tendency to be extremely non-objective, and issues with my friends. So if someone says something bad about my friend, I don't care if it's right. I don't care if, like, you know, they're not coming from a mean place. I don't care really anything about that. I tend to be very much like, no, my friend is the best. I don't care what you say. And, like, 
I can be pretty mean about it. Not necessarily to their you're face lo- because I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stupid loyal. Yeah, you're loyal to um, a fault. Yeah, you don't want to like there's, I mean, screw over the, like my loyalty is conditional, but um, but like other people are not going but, to shake my loyalty. The like the person I'm loyal to yeah, themselves, that's, that's like the friend, like you can do something. Or they could do something that would, like, make me stop being loyal. But no one else could say really a damn thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd, I've definitely, like, I've had that experience. And, like, to a point where even even someone who I'd previously liked, if they do or say something crappy enough to someone who I'm better friends with than them... Um, I will not speak to them. I will not nothing. That's just totally like, nope, you're dropped. You pecked up the, you know, you, you tried, you tried punching up at someone I care more about and that doesn't fly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I can be the same way too. I think it's one of those things where you, it's kind of a. I pick sides. um, Where. Yeah, I was say it's a, it speaks more of the person saying the things about a person than it does the person. Yeah, you know, and so I, I don't know that... if that's necessarily morally wrong. I think maybe the extent to which I pick sides is a little bit wrong, but <laughs> I don't think necessarily. I'm not saying like you should be totally objective always and like weigh everything like with a cold, unfeeling eye because I don't think that's possible. And if it is possible for you, you're probably a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like I said, I can't really think of one for me. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sure there is something, but nothing. This is one of those questions. Mind. I'm gonna openly admit this. This question, I was like, I don't have much to say about this question, but I want to see what other people say about this question because I love mm. gossip. That's one of my other flaws. <laughs> just one of the no. There's there's only like two. Like that's just loyal to a fault and gossip. And other than that, you're perfect. It's like yeah. I mean, basically, what are your two greatest weaknesses? My loyalty and I like gossip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will know all of the office gossip. I won't spread it probably, but I'll know all of it. <laughs> God, you're like a you're like a. <laughs> I don't know, like like the village, like. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I'm drinking wine. Um, <laughs> we are drinking wine andrew is very giggly and a little bit red yeah i have um, ginger ale drunk. um anyway we got this week four responses to the question i copied them into a word document now so i don't know who wrote what uh which is good because that way we don't accidentally say it <laughs> yeah. um so i'm gonna go with the first or the most recent one we got and work backwards okay. um Actually, no, this is the first one we got, and then working to recent, my bad. Um, So, my answer to this week's question might seem a bit weird, as I'm referring to the love of my best friend. Totally fine. We established that a little bit later on, I think, after this was sent. But anyway, the two of us are big fans of a horror writer who shall remain anonymous. That's going to kill Taylor. (laughs) Shit, that is going to kill me. I was just about to say (laughs) that. I'm like, who? Who is it? (laughs) Have I read them? Probably. (laughs) I was going to a signing which my best friend couldn't attend, so I offered to get his book signed for him. Long story short, the writer refused to sign the edition of the book my friend had. I knew how much this book meant for my friend, so I faked the signature and gave it to him. He still doesn't know. Ooh. Ooh. That's actually really sweet, though. Like, I mean, that is, that is really sweet. 
but like it's also at the same forgery. time like I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's forgery <laughs> and like i'm sure that friend like like if it means that much to him i'm sure it's a talking point for him you know yeah. so he's like oh yeah like one of my favorite authors like i have a signed book by him yeah you know like that's Ooh. It's actually signed by his best friend. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the, I mean, that the would thought, be almost, the, thought, the thought. I don't what? know how I would react. I don't know how I would react if, like, I I had what I thought was a signed book of one of my favorite authors, and then I found out that it was just my friend forging the signature, so I wouldn't feel bad. I don't know how yeah, I'd feel gotcha. about it was, that. It was me all along. You've been bamboozled. <laughs> It's like it seems like such a, like a, a harmless thing to do, but at the same time, it's kind of a big one, you know. Yeah, I mean that's crushing. It's like, <laughs> it's that's one of those things that like you just keep with you to the grave. Yep. <laughs> Except mm. for on this podcast. Yeah. Where we talk about it publicly. <laughs> for people. But it's gotta feel good though, like us talking about it on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, like let it's it. Like now, it. now some yeah. people know, you know, yeah. you're not alone in this this secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you got drunk Andrew, Jessica, and Taylor. <laughs> Um, okay, next one. <clears throat> and I'm gonna I'm gonna read this verbatim, so Okay. Uh home wrecked and practically in quotations, but not literally cheated physically, which ended up with my wife and I getting together. Back backstory, love at first sight, she was into me as well, both seeing other people. Then I wasn't and she still was. She didn't know I was into her, became friends, and then developed that emotional connection where we both knew things both knew but things like her boyfriend were in the way. He was pressuring her to not be friends with me, obviously. So she went home for a weekend, broke up with him on her drive back, and drove right to my place, and we started dating from then on. I almost feel bad because obviously for his situation it was terrible, but she and I both knew that we were the ones for each other. So you're probably thinking, but don't all cheaters, in quotations, cheat forever? You know, once a cheater, always a cheater? I'll answer that for you. No. Thanks, guys. That's, I mean, I, once again, like... This is hard because, yeah, morally, is this wrong? I mean, it's it's not great. <laughs> it's, it's not, not great. great. It's not it's great. Gra- it's kind of... I love the way you said that. It's not great. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's kind of in a gray area. Like, I mean, they didn't... So, question for you guys. So, yeah. About this question a little bit. Do you consider... So, if you're single mm-hmm. in this situation, the person you like's in a relationship... If you kiss them, if anything physical goes on, do you consider yourself a cheater? Or is it they're the cheater, the the blame is on them? Like, I know some people have the mentality, like, they're like, oh, I, I would sleep with a married guy because, like, I'm not married. It's, it's no. like, it's on them. Like, I'm not doing no, anything. No, I, I mean, I, I think I put more blame on the person who is in a relationship. In a relationship. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you know that the other person is in a relationship, and you're still macking on them. That's pretty shit. Like that's that's I mean, not, it's like I mean I don't think that's morally better. I don't really think I don't t- think t- that it's like, it's that, like being, uh, that justification holds. It's like water. being exce- It's like being accessory to murder. Like you know, like the murderer is still the problem, but you did help. You know what I mean? So I mean, yeah, I think the I think more responsibility is given to the person in the relationship as far as like morality goes Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean like for me personally i would still feel bad if i knew if i knew they were in a relationship and did that i mean okay here we go i was the other person in a relationship for like all of two seconds um yeah Mm -hmm. but i mean like i don't think it applies to this question 
because it wasn't for love. I was just, you know, I had a crush and thought, you know, I was a dumb high school boy. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Like, I like I said, I think this is the, one of those morally gray ones because, like, you guys didn't cheat, but there was that emo- there was a, there was emotional imp- intimacy, mm-hmm. which is something you can't really control. Deep no, you really can't. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I, was, I I don't think you can really either. Um, I mean, the only way to control it is to completely separate yourself from them, and like that's hard. Mm-hmm. Is and it the right thing to do? To con- yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it because yeah, it can be stupid. So, like I said, this one, this one, I think that this one treads that line of being oh, like it treads that line really carefully of being okay and yeah. not being okay. I mean, the biggest thing is I think that it would have been more of an issue had it been, like, an ongoing thing. Yeah. If it was, like, we were seeing each other, but also she was with her boyfriend for the first six weeks of it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, this like, seems like it was a pretty cut and dry kind of thing. Yeah. For the most part. No, and, like, I even – I've had friends who have cheated before. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Who have, like um, – who something's happened. And, like, I feel like what I usually always tell them, I'm like, okay, like, either way, I think you need to fess up to it. And you have, like, two options. Like, either, like, make sure this is it and it's ended or, mm-hmm. like, you need to break up with the other person. And, like, you, you need to really, like, do yep. that. Like, you can't, you know, mm-hmm. you can't. Like, I, like I, even what's funny is <laughs> this just shows you, like, uh, the relationship that the, the people who I was referencing earlier were in because they actually got together and they cheated on each other's significant others when they first got together. It was just a mess. Like, I don't uh, – like I said, he, one guy tried kissing me. She cheated on him. It was just, they're just, it was messy. Uh, not right for each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, 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 my advice to them was like, you know, if you're going to do this, like, cool. Like, but you need to break up with other people. Like, you can't do that. That's fucked up. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that if you do that, like, if you're really emotionally invested in somebody else and you really love them, that's fine, but you need to you need to do that. Yeah, so. you need to take the casualty out of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you can't be responsible. I mean, I don't want to say, but don't make people hurt more than they have to hurt. Yeah. You know, it, it's like it's on you to mm-hmm. at least be respectful of what you had enough before to to take care of that and to not cause any more pain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And also, it's just, it's yeah. like, that's an emotional toll on yourself, you know? Like, yeah. who wants to be living that way? Like, imagine going weeks and weeks, like, having two people in your life, you know? Like, unless you're polyamorous, then it works. But, yeah, you I know, mean, like, if, if you're not, and if, if you're having to live a lie, basically, for weeks and weeks, like, that just sounds awful. Yeah. Even doing that for a few hours sounds horrible. Yeah. But, anyway. Uh, Want to go to the next one? Yeah. Okay. You want me to read these ones, or? Yeah, sure, go for okay. it. Okay. This is anonymous, right? Okay. So it was the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of college. I was living at home with my parents. My girlfriend who lived out of town came to visit. We hadn't had sex for a while. And at this point I wanted to remedy that. So we went to go get ice cream or some other bullshit. Uh, We've all been there. Yeah. The only abandoned place that we could find was my church parking lot. So we had sex in my car in the church parking lot. We went to buy air fresheners afterwards, you know, for the gunk or for the funk. Oh, what a bad, what a bad slip. So I just have have one important question that won't be answered, but I want to know, was it a Catholic church? Oh, calm down, Taylor. Because if it was a Catholic (laughs) church, that story is way sexier. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. 
I I want to do. Did she call him father? Okay, so Jessica's done this thing where she does this thing where she everyone she talks to she now has a podcast with. Apparently, I want to do a podcast where we just break you down, Taylor. Like I just want to explain you. I want to explain you to the masses. (laughs) You're such a fascinating. (laughs) I don't think they are, and that's what makes it better. You're such a fascinating creature. (laughs) I mean. I'd say I try, but really I try to rein it in a little bit more than I try to to put it out no, there. No, by all and... by all means, you <laughs> let you let you, let your Taylor flag fly. <laughs> I feel like if you really want to like start deconstructing Taylor, a good place to start, I think, is oh, what was the movie with Joaquin Phoenix that we watched, Taylor? Oh, Quills, 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 Quills yeah. is a great place to start, and just kind of yeah. Well, so that's like the Taylor reading list for the week. Like, or I guess movie list. Watch Quills. You'll get a little bit more of what Taylor's about. Yeah. Anyway, back to this question. If you watch Quills, you watch Crimson Peak, and you watch The Witch, you pretty much have everything. (laughs) Yeah, more or less. More or less. And if you actually, like, place them in a triangle in your living room and light some candles, Taylor will appear before you. (laughs) Yeah. I need two more to get that perfect pentagram, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the last one <laughs> no well let's talk about this oh, okay, uh, besides it. taylor's really fascination with catholic churches and yes. priests um uh i mean I, yeah we've all been there i mean i see i what's funny is this one to me isn't even morally wrong at all uh, it depends on how religious you are that's what i was but you but what i was gonna say is based on the context clues that we're getting from this uh mm-hmm. response that there was guilt in, if we're doing it in the church parking yeah. lot and stuff like that. I can, we can see that we have somebody who's religious here. Yes, more than likely. So that, that's where the moral dilemma pops in. Yep. It's a little bit of guilt here, I think. Yep. But yep. in my opinion, Worth as somebody it. who has also had sex in a church, uh, I don't think it's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's worse places. Uh, is this where we make jokes about the uh, religious experience is this where we make jokes about that yep go for it I don't really have a joke other than calling to attention that you could make a joke (laughs) fair enough enough. the most classic of all jokes (laughs) Um, but yeah I mean like like I said like I think this one is pretty not too bad not too bad not too bad in the scheme of things I like how we're like weighing the sins of the people who responded to us only God can judge me. And the Kiss Kiss Game Jam uh, podcast I like how host. the first one got a, like a solid like E, and then the next one was not great. And this one's like, not too bad. Yeah, this one's okay. It's all right. <laughs> not too bad. All right. Uh, so who, who do we weigh next? When the next one I, we... My feather is prepared. <laughs> Go ahead and read it. Okay. Uh, I would do this thing in college where if I was cuddling a girl, I would sync up our breathing because somehow I figured this would lead to her thinking that we were soulmates. Maybe not a lie, but a bit dishonest. Mostly lame. <laughs> That's kind of Taylor, creepy. what do you think? <laughs> okay. Andrew is now laying back on the couch laughing hysterically. I don't know if you guys can hear this in the mics, but it just sounds like like hyena like or like hiccups. I don't I even know. Read, I only read like the first part. You hadn't read that one? No. <laughs> what the Oh gosh. <laughs> Um, There's a lot to unpack yeah, there, I, mean, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure that's, uh, where to start. I mean, that's, that's some mental gymnastics, my man. <laughs> or, yeah, I'm assuming my man. Okay, but hey, hey, you know what I want to throw out here real quick, though? What? When I am cuddling with 
any, like with you, Andrew. I would hope you're like, just saying me. <laughs> or anyone continue. that I've previously cuddled with in my life, or even like family members. Like, or future cuddlers. Or future cuddlers. <laughs> I'm going to get around. I'm going to cuddle a lot of people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Um, I sync my breathing up a little bit, but the reason I do it is not for the soulmate thing. It's because I don't like breathing in the air that they've just ex- exhaled. You don't want my carbon dioxide? Yeah, it's like gross. Right like in your like mouth hole? Like warm and you're like, mm. It's stale. So it's better if you inhale at the same time because then you both get fresh air and then you both exhale and you both get rid of that shitty air. You know you, you know what's funny? You know what I do? What? Not give a shit. I just fucking breathe like a normal person. No, it's so hot. It's kind of muggy. Like breathing in other Why are, air. Like our faces are never that fucking close that to each other for not, an extended period of time. No, sometimes. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a thing, okay? I don't like breathing in people's hot air. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I do the, the like, Whatever. syncing up with breathing, too, but it's mostly if I'm trying to fall asleep because it's easier for me to fall asleep if my breathing is, is synced to whoever I... Well, mm-hmm. I mean, whoever my, would be my husband. If I'm, like, sleeping say, next to him... We're learning shit. The husband whose last name you don't share. God, this, yeah, the husband this is whose last some name juicy I don't gossip share. coming out. Because I'm a, a brazen hussy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of them feminists, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, I don't shave my legs sometimes either, so, you know. <laughs> I shave no, I mean, my I legs for like you said, coming in, Jess. Oh, I shaved my legs for you. Shut oh, my up. gosh. <laughs> I miss you so much already. Shut the fuck up. Um, God, this is gross. We have, like, one of those, um, like... Like Victorian novel, like female friendships, where like looking back on it now, it looks like really gay, but really it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Or was it? Oh my god. Or was anyway, it? like yeah, I don't I don't give a shit about people's breathing. That's not my jam. Um, I'm just gonna go to bed. Like that's just how I roll. Oh, I thought you at first you said I'm just gonna go to bed, and I thought you meant like you were done with the podcast, <laughs> like you were just gonna go to bed. You know and I'm like, how drunk are you? <laughs> I seriously can. I'm not gonna lie. I considered it for a second. I'm just gonna go to bed. I was like, I should probably say with like, I'm just gonna go to bed. <laughs> like, I thought I should clarify this. I'm not just going to bed. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go to bed very soon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For uh, all, for I think all Taylor you. has to go to bed here it is, too. For all I of do. you listening, li- uh, well, for everyone listening later, because that's how this works, it's a podcast, um, it is 8.47 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I will be in the bed within the next 45 minutes. <laughs> it's a Friday night, because I have work in the morning. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I think that this one, I think that if we were to make a graph, and it said creepy and dishonest... Uh, it would fall more in the creepy than it would the dishonest. Not that, you know, I guess it's cute. It's cute. I see what you're trying to do. You're romantic, but, you know. He's a seducer. A seducer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to woo the ladies. <laughs> I like how Taylor's just like, uh. <laughs> not going to be tragically heterosexual I- for long. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Um, so are we gonna are we gonna generate the random number? We are gonna generate the random number. Okay. It is number one. one. So number one was the book signing. The book signing. Which is good. I actually I like that one. I um, like that one too. It was different. And yeah. It wasn't about romance. Yeah. It was, it was about friendship. Bold and move. I think it's probably the most morally corrupt one we have. Yeah, which is weird considering like the second one, like I said, not great. Um, so you you take those ten dollars, rebel. Yeah, buy your friend a real signed copy of the book. <laughs> buy your friend a real signed copy. So, yeah. uh, I think that's it. Yeah, How long have we been going? Let's look. Let's see. Uh, about an hour ten. 
that's good. Not that's bad. Good. Not good bad. Fun. It's all for you, <laughs> listeners. Um, Jessica forgot to mention this earlier because she's a bo- bad podcast host. Mm. Um, we have a Patreon. And we do? Yeah, you can support us there. It's patreon.com slash kkggpodcast. Uh, for just a dollar, you can get the episode early so you can get it on Saturday instead of Tuesday. Andrew. What? That seems like a really good deal. It's a great deal. And yeah. it helps support us uh, and this project. Everything that we make on the Patreon goes right back into the project. Buying equipment is expensive. Um especially audio equipment. Uh, we are working with some bare minimum stuff right now, so we're working on upgrading that pretty soon. Um, so, yeah. You can also get some other goodies on there as well for $5, 10 or $30. And uh, I think we're we're at uh, 70% of our way towards our goal of uh, streaming. So once we hit yeah. um, that 100% marker, which uh, is $100 a month. Right now we're at $70 a month. Yeah, but once we hit that, uh, we will be streaming probably twice a week is what our goal yeah, is. Yeah, once or twice. It depends on my work schedule. Mm-hmm. Really. I might even stream a little bit more, too, because I'm, I'm more free than Andrew is usually. Yeah. Um, but we will be streaming probably about twice a week um, on Twitch mm-hmm. and just different games. Well, we have some like little ideas kind of planned because you guys have been so good to us. We mm-hmm. we know it's a coming, so we've been preparing for it. Yep. Um, but yeah. Yeah, um, you can catch the podcast every Saturday if on Patreon if you are a supporter, or every other Saturday, sorry, uh, if you're a supporter, and every other Tuesday on podcast services around the world, um, and by around the world, I mean like literally just Google Play right now and iTunes. Uh, if you SoundCloud. want, yeah, on SoundCloud as well. If you want it on a different podcast service, if you use like CastBox or something, let us know. Um, I use Google Play, so that's kind of what I'm familiar with, but if you go on something else, let us know. We will get it on there. Um, Except for Spotify. Spotify's hard. Anyway, that's it for how like end of housekeeping. Taylor, hi. How are you? Hi. I'm all right. I'm doing good. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hanging in there? Good. Hanging thank in. Thank you. Yeah. S- thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it's been a long time coming. It's been seven episodes in the making. <laughs> so I'm glad this we can talk it. about Chad the Colossus. This is this is peak podcast performance right here. You may not like it, no. but this is what it sounds like. <laughs> So uh, now I think the question to end the podcast, the question that's on everybody's mind, Taylor. Yeah. Are we still friends? I guess. Okay. Good enough for me. Reluctant friends. Yeah. You heard it here first. (laughs) You heard it here first. We are still friends. And yeah. Looks good. Uh, And so Taylor, also I wanted to ask you, um, if people wanted to follow you on Twitter, What's your Twitter handle? Pimp your shit. It is can can at me at T N Latham and Latham is spelt L A T H A M. Um, I'm not very active on Twitter, uh, but uh, I I love the attention. So hey, there's some eh. there's some there's some gyms there. There's some gyms there every once in a while. I mean, the up. only one I thought that was all that funny was my tweet about how the two two twists that I can most reliably call way in advance in movies and books and, and you know, that what have you are uh, Wendigos and incest. Um, That's and true. I'm not sure what that says about me as a person. Yeah, I mean, Crimson Peak and Until Dawn. You called both of them. Yeah. I called both of them. So. To be fair, the Until Dawn one, and it really makes me sad how few people have commented on that. It's because the place is called Blackwood Pines, and Algernon Blackwood is a short story mm. writer who wrote a short story called The Wendigo. Nah. 
I just that's why something. I could call that. Yeah, that's that's why I called it so fast. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. It's in the winter. It's called Blackwood Pines. There's no way there's not going to be Wendigos in here. You're so smart. Get learned. I'm a yeah. champion, <laughs> champion Easter egg finder. <laughs> when it involves incest and Wendigos only. <laughs> when it involves insects and Wendigos only, yeah. Perfect. Uh, bonus points for if, if a listener draws a picture of Taylor as an Easter egg finder. <laughs> I will I love you forever. Like... <laughs> uh, send it to us on Twitter. Send us uh, to it on our email, kisskissgamegame at gmail.com. And uh, we'll post like it on our Twitter. I you say this like it's actually going to happen. Yeah, please. Does, I would love that. I would love that. Where's but... Jared? Well, let's get Jared to do it. <laughs> Jared, draw it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll get you in two weeks. Um, I don't know what we're covering. Do you? I know what we're covering. Oh, shit. What are we covering? Do you want me to tell them? Because we haven't been telling them lately, but I'll tell them this time because I'm um, really excited about it. No, let's not. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to leave you guys hanging. Yep. Um, but you know what? Maybe we'll announce it early on Patreon. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, we have a Sunday update that we do. Uh, I think this Sunday update, look for it. Um, mm-hmm. It's only like a dollar. Um, it's part of the whole early access yeah. thing. And I'll tell you what we're doing because it's going to be really cool. And I'm really excited about the guest we have on. Hell yes. All right. Thank you guys so much. Taylor, thank you again for being a good friend and talking about video games with us. Yeah. All Thanks right. for having Goodbye. me. Bye. You're welcome. It was great. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.